we record everything. Uh, <clears throat> so, so that's why I put the tape on. Let me pray before we start. Our great God, when Peter went to talk to some friends, the friends said, tell us what God has to say to us, we're listening. And we pray that you will help us this afternoon to hear and to listen what you have to say to us from the Bible. And we pray that you will help us to understand about Jesus as we listen. And we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to read that page that Rob told us about, page 942. Page 942 in this Bible, uh, and Romans chapter 5, and I'm only going to read verses 12 to 21. It's on the screen. Uh, that's the cheats way of doing it. Let me read. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore... Just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abound for many. And the free gift is not like the result of the one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience many will be made righteous. For the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace might also reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, we're going to look at what that means, but first we're going to pause because Natalie is going to take the children to their group where they'll be learning these things in their own way. Well, we'll get to start what we were going to do. And I guess the good question to start with is, how keen are you on a family tree? It's uh, not just uh, about mothers today, it's about 
to families. Because the Bible tells us that uh, there's one family that we all belong to and if you like the top of our family tree is a man called Adam. You've heard of him. That's the top of the family tree of the whole world. But then the Bible tells us that there's another family and the top of that family tree has a different name. His name is Jesus. And his family is a new family, a new human race, if you can call it that. And what Adam did affected everybody, and what Jesus did affected lots of people too. And we know how that can happen. If you know Zimbabwe, Robert Mugabe, he led Zimbabwe, and how he led the country affected everybody in the country. One man affects many people. We know how it works. And the Bible says that's how it works in real life in these two families as well. Okay, let's start with the first family, which is Adam's family, not the television, the original version. And chapter 5, verse 12 tells us that sin came into the human gene pool because of him. And when you look at what happened with Adam, we discover what this big Bible word sin is. It's not breaking rules and killing people. What Adam did was, very simply, he liked something else more than he liked God. In his, his case, he liked a fruit more than he liked God. And the Bible says if we put something in front of God and love that more, well, now we understand what sin is. It's not a question of just breaking rules and doing things that God doesn't want us to. That comes later. It starts with us wanting something more than God. And the trouble with sin is, it is like a drug. It's addictive. And we keep wanting to have more and more. And you look at chapter 5 verse 12 and you think, well, Adam is the one who first got hooked. He wanted to sin and sin then came into everybody. But we can't say, hold on a minute, we're going to blame Adam. Because we don't blame the leader because we follow the leader. And everything Adam wants, well, in the same way, we want stuff. Good stuff that God has made, but we want what God has made more than we want God. And we're like Adam in, like, in that way. And so, when the Bible talks about Adam's sin coming to all of us, in English we have this little expression, original sin, that is... Another way of saying that we are not good people that do bad things from time to time. We are born sinners. This Monday, uh, we got our first granddaughter. We're, we're very excited. Uh, if you were here at the start, you'd have seen the picture on the front. Uh, and there are the one person there, the man is ugly and the two girls are beautiful. Uh, and uh, you saw Debbie and me carrying 
our little granddaughter. Well, let me tell you, our granddaughter at the moment sleeps a lot. But one day when she wakes up and her character starts coming out and she goes to school, she will need teachers to teach her to do good. She won't need any teachers to teach her to do bad. Okay? And every mother here knows that uh, that uh, is how it is in their house as well. Sin is addictive. Even our granddaughter will be addicted to sin the way Adam was. But also, it is dangerous. And if you look, just in those verses between 12 and 21, count up how many times the word death appears. Or another word is condemnation in England. In English, that means death too. So in verse 12, death through sin, death spreads to all men. Uh, you get that in verse 14. Death reigned from Adam. And he goes on and on. Death, 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 all the time. And when you look at the Bible and you look at that word death and you see what happened to Adam, you see that there was first a spiritual death. He was put away from God's presence. So there are a lot of people who basically say, look, I really am not interested in God. And I don't really want to know him that much. That shows you that there is a spiritual death that has happened. But also the spiritual death then leads to uh, physical death. And they say death is the ultimate human statistic. One out of one people will die. It's a horrible thing. Because I know that when death takes somebody I love... I will be in pieces and uh, life won't be the same for me ever again. And so Paul says that that is uh, what it is like. And it is serious because what we're saying is Adam's one sin had this big effect or because of one sin. In chapter 5, verse 16, it says, The judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. You know, it's funny is how people think, you know, if I can do, if I do five bad things, but then I do six good things, I'll be okay. But the trouble is, if one sin is enough to create this kind of chaos, how many, you just can't do any good stuff enough to, to, to kind of make a difference and overcome it. And we can't go to a clever lawyer and say, uh, well, Adam, yeah, he did things wrong, but really you can't say they were wrong because there weren't any Ten Commandments in those days. They didn't come unto Moses much, much later. And so in chapter 5, verse 13, it says, sin was in the world before the law was given. But you say, what is the purpose of the law? It is not to show us what sin is. We've already seen what sin is. It's loving something that God has made more than we love God himself. That's what sin is. Law comes in like a measuring tape to, if you like, show us how many times we sin because now we can start counting how many times we've broken the law. 
So law then becomes like a, a measuring tape that says, my sin isn't one or two, it's, it's loads. And that's the family that everybody has been born into. The family of Adam. The family where the world is going to die and where the law shows us why that is a right way for God to react to us. But now let's look at the other family tree, what I call the Jesus family tree. And it's noticing, it's worth noticing actually, all this bit that we read from the Bible earlier is actually not ultimately about Adam. It is all about Jesus. It is all about telling us how fantastic Jesus is and what he does is he fills, like Adam went for the wrong fruit, Jesus, if you like, fills the place with uh, what verse 15 says, chapter 5 verse 15 that there is a, a grace that abounds for many people. So the whole of that tree gets filled up with grace. First, he justifies. Because of Jesus, God can say to people, if he died for you, you are right in front of my eyes. You are a righteous person. He says that in chapter 16, that's the word justification, that's what it means. And he says it again in verse 18. Jesus brings life to people in chapter 5, verse 17. His one act of righteousness is enough to keep everybody safe. And you find out that he makes many people righteous. It's not just a, a little person over there, a little person over there, but he makes many righteous. And then you see how, therefore, his grace is much, much bigger than sin. And he brings his life into our future, not death. We start looking out on the life that he gives. So when this part of the Bible tells us about Adam, yes, it's telling us that there's real danger when you're part of Adam's family. But what that danger shows is how much greater is the safety, the love, the joy that belonging to Jesus brings. So the ultimate measuring tape, when we discover that the law is there to show us how, how much we have sinned, we now realize the real reason the law was there is to show how much we have been forgiven. The law isn't there to measure sin, it's there to measure the amazing forgiveness of God, which is even more than our sin. I used to work in the city. Uh, um, <clears throat> it was a good life. Uh, I was a merchant banker, and therefore I lived in a very, very, well, I, yes, I nearly lived there, in a very tall building, and my office was on... Uh, the 16th floor. Now, when you build a city skyscraper, you dig a big hole in the ground. Let me tell you, it's a very deep hole in the ground. If you go and see what uh, the shard was built, if you look at the foundation uh, of the shard, uh, it went down a long, long way. Uh, let me tell you that you look down, you think, 
are they ever going to fill this hole? Leave alone, build a great skyscraper. But they not only fill the hole, but they build such a tall skyscraper that it hurts your neck to look up to the very top when you're standing at the bottom. Now that's the skyscraper of grace that Jesus makes when he covers over what we've done with our sin and you look up and you see and it goes on and on and on right to the top. And that's what you see with uh, God's grace in chapter 5 verse 20. The law came to increase the trespass but where the sin increased grace abounded all the more. Now we need to be careful that we don't play snap with Adam and Jesus. Say okay Everyone becomes a sinner because of Adam. Everybody becomes a righteous person because of Jesus. That's not actually what uh, chapter 5 verse 18 is telling us. It looks a bit like it is. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. But what that's really saying is that one person's actions affect more than one person, affect the many. Adam's affects everybody. Jesus affects those who are in his family, but not everybody. Because this part of the Bible has told us already that the wrath of God is revealed against men. And therefore, it wouldn't say that if Jesus brings life. For everybody there wouldn't be any wrath but the Bible says there is so therefore there is a difference between Adam infecting everybody and Jesus bringing his life to those in his family alone so you might say what can we learn from this but I wonder if you are someone who maybe yeah, if you're really honest, you wouldn't say, I'm a Christian today. You might say, I'm not sure, or you might say, I really am not. And when it comes to the Bible, uh, I'm not sure if it's right, because I believe in science, and I don't believe in Adam, I believe in evolution, and you might think like that. Lots of people do. But then if you think about it a bit more, you can believe in evolution and still accept that there would be one prototype human being at some point and the Bible gives that person the name Adam and it tells us what you read about Adam you will find to be true in the headlines you read in tomorrow's newspaper that is you will find that in all Adam's children we have this addictive nature to go wrong to turn away from God and to what, love what the Bible calls uh, the things that God has made rather than God himself. We love to sin. And Paul, when he writes to Adam's children, is really writing to everybody on the planet saying, you are part of this family, but you can be part of this family, the family of Jesus. Now, everybody in this room is part of Adam's family. And Paul's saying, I'm telling you that because there is another family you can belong to. And ultimately, the Bible wants us to see becoming a Christian as part of belonging to a family. 
If you were here when we did Romans chapter 4, the family of Abraham. Today, the family of Adam or the family of Jesus, which today is seen in the family of the church. You are invited into a family when the Bible draws you in towards God. But if you are a Christian and you want to follow Jesus, I'll tell you something you would have found out, that you are frustratingly like Adam. You will probably find yourself sin addicts and you kind of get to see that almost every day. It stares us in the face that we keep getting it wrong. And I think our sin is the greatest discouragement that we can have. Now, if you were here last week, and the tape's there if you weren't, what Paul says is, look, God can take people who are his enemies and turn them into his friends. So if you are already one of his friends, he can take a friend home into heaven. But Paul knows that he is, well, he's such a good pastor, he knows that he needs to say the same thing again. And what he says, therefore, is this, that there is this amazing uh, fact in chapter 5, verse 20, that when we sin and our sin increases, grace abounds all the more. What that means is when you sin as a follower of Jesus, you fall into grace, not out of grace. So often we think if we've gone and made a mess, that's it. God gives us the sack. The Bible says wonderfully, if we fail God, we fall into his grace, not out of it. And so it's a wonderful truth that that's what happens to Christians when we stumble, when we sin, and that therefore means every time we fail, we have a new reason to love Jesus more because his grace covers up that failure. But it may be that you've been to other churches in the past and uh, it might be therefore worth thinking what you must be feeling now. You must be feeling quite shocked because you might just think, if this is true, if we're saying let's sin increase so that then grace gets even bigger, well, you might think this is dangerous. It's telling people to go out and do things wrong because don't worry, there will be God who puts it right again. And the Bible is encouraging us to be careless, we might think. I want to suggest that if you begin to think like that, if you're shocked that Christianity is so full of grace that even if there is sin, God, God's grace can cover it. If that shocks you, I want to suggest that maybe Christianity is really something you need to start learning from scratch because the other churches haven't really taught us what the Bible is really saying here. And we need to maybe start looking at what the Bible says rather than what we hear because what we hear tells us usually that the way to go from Adam's family to Jesus' family is by behaving better, doing good stuff. And the truth is, 
that even when we are in this family we keep getting it wrong so just the doing of good stuff won't change us from being Adam's family what we need as verse 21 tells us is the free gift uh, sorry it's not verse 21 um, it's chapter 5 verse 14 that tells us about uh, the free not even that no verse 15 the free gift is what God gives to bring people into his family and if you're someone who is not in his family and you want to belong it's a wonderful invitation God wants to bring to you tonight ask him will you please give me this free gift will you please draw me into the family of Jesus would you please fill my life with your grace and give me a future that is like yours it's a wonderful wonderful conversation to have with God and maybe tonight is a good time to ask him to begin that conversation and to discover a God who loves you even when you fail and he will never switch that love off I want to stop and just give you a chance to maybe just have one minute where you think for yourself what you would like to say to God and then after that I will pray and then we'll take questions and uh, try, try out some answers let's have a moment of quiet first just for one minute but let me pray as we finish uh, Heavenly Father we do want to thank you that you help us to understand things really easily that we either belong to the family of Adam ultimately tasting the death that he deserved or that we can belong to the family of the Lord Jesus tasting his eternal life which he deserved and which he gives to us as a free gift please help us Father to understand what these two families are like to remember and please would you give us in our hearts a desire to ask you for that free gift that makes us like the Lord Jesus in his family we pray that you please help us to do that knowing that in the end being part of his family is not about trying so hard to be good but loving him so much that his grace can cover our sin keep us we pray close to him because of gratitude and we pray that you will teach us how to do that more and more as we pray in his name. Amen. Amen.